is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I want to thank my buddy Larry O'Connor for coming in here at the last minute on Friday. We worked here from about 11 in the morning all the way up to the beginning of the show to try and get on the air, and we could not. A gentleman from Comcast who was working on a couple of houses down but using the same cable apparently Cable box, anyway. I don't understand the technology. Uh, damaged our connection. The connection I need to broadcast. Some of you put out very good ideas for, for other broadcasting possibilities, but they don't work. You can watch TV off of them and so forth and so on, but they don't have enough power to do what I do on the radio. Again, I'm no technological expert on this I'm just telling you as it was explained to me we were promised somebody would come out between five and seven that night they didn't come out they said they knocked on the door I was here there was no knock on the door Saturday they sent a gentleman out who really did a good job to try and fix what one of his uh, his buddies he didn't know him wouldn't even give me his name had done uh, unfortunately, it wasn't. It was it was a cut and paste job because he didn't have what he needed. This morning, a couple of folks showed up and they replaced the entire cable from the street into the facility through the garage. Tested it. My guy came in, Randy, terrific guy. He's been working on this day and night for three days. Tested all the equipment in the studio and so forth. And then uh, my man Rich, my executive producer, we worked with our engineer in New York, and we got it all up and running, and here we are. Just so you know. I don't like missing days on radio. So that was our one case with Comcast, and I think that Comcast in the end came through. It was just very difficult. It's very difficult to try and find somebody and beg them to fix what they did. But in the end, it worked out, I think. 
Then we have another company by the name of Meta, Facebook, Instagram. And quietly, uh, my publisher has attempted to do really something that's awful. Take the cover of my book and put it on Facebook and on Instagram. You know, pay for an ad. It was turned down. Then they said, all right, let's try and do it through a video. The video you see on Twitter and True Social and the other non-Facebook sites all over the place, except without the music, they said no. And in fact, they did more than that, which I'm not at liberty to say because the publisher wants to get along with Facebook. I understand that. And I'm not interested in making a big issue out of this. But I'm not going to deny to you what I already know. I said to a buddy of mine, if I told you who it was, you would know. I said, you know what, I'm not even going to talk about it. He said, no, you have to. I said, why? He said, Mark, you have a massive audience. They did this to you. And even though they appear to be backing off, they're blaming some bureaucratic thing and blaming your publisher and whatever. They crush conservatives all the time. I said, they do? I don't know if they crush conservatives all the time or if they'll crush conservatives going forward, but I don't know why it's so controversial to put on a social site and on Instagram the cover book the Democrat Party Hates America when you see the filth and the scum and the stuff that they put on Instagram and yes on Facebook if somebody had written a book the Republican Party Hates America I guarantee you there'd be no issues and so just like with Target five, six, seven weeks ago they came up with some bureaucratic answer and Somehow we magically reverse course. Facebook's doing the same thing. Somebody from their Washington office reached out. I don't know all the details and I don't really care. Not at this point. Talking about, uh, you know, take some time to get authorized to run any ads which are political in nature. I'm not running ads that are political in nature. This is a book. It's the cover of a book. It's on Amazon. It's on Walmart. It's on Twitter. It's on Truth Social. It's on my sites. It's on Barnes and Noble and Books a Million and everybody else who sells books. How controversial. What? Because I have the Democrat Party hates America. And now a couple more things and then I'm going to move on. There's too much going on tonight. For those who think that I need to create controversy to hawk a book. You're out of your minds. I don't need to create anything. Period. These books are serious, they're substantive, they're scholarly. I'm the lead battles with Target and Facebook. Probably don't sell any many books through either in order to promote my books. I stand here and I speak about it on radio, TV, whatever. You see them here and there. There are authors on radio, authors on TV that may do this sort of thing. I don't do any of it. 
I have a weekly meeting with the publishers, people. They are fantastic to see what's going on. And this is what I was told. Now, as for capitalism, Facebook is free to do whatever it wants. They own Instagram. They are free to do whatever they want. They can ban all my ads. They can ban my name. It's up to them. But I'm free to exercise my right to speak in this country, which is what I'll do. I'm not against capitalism. I'm not against capitalism. When people don't want to run my ads or run my show. But I'm not going to ignore it. I'm going to fight back. That's called speech. And there's millions of you who ask me questions. Not millions of you, but of millions of you, some ask questions. Why aren't we on Facebook? I get that. I don't even follow Facebook. Mr. Peter, how long ago did I resign from Facebook? 2001, and I've never come back. Because I don't like this guy Zuckerberg. And I'm not coming back. These ads are paid for by the publisher. I didn't even know anything about it. I'm informed about it. It's like Target. I don't go into Target anymore. I didn't know anything about it. So I tweet and I tell people and everyone, look at you against capitalism. Usually it's the left wing crackpots because they don't understand what capitalism is because they hate it. Most of them are on the dole in one form or another. I don't have the power to tell a company what to do. And I'm not telling a company what to do tonight. I'm telling you what they did. And it's up to you to do whatever you want. I'm not even leading a boycott of Facebook. What do I care? It doesn't help sales. People don't go, now I'm going to go out and buy Mark's book, The Democrat Party Hates America. That's not how you think. How they diminish your intelligence. That's not what we do here. And it's not what I'm going to do here. Yes, it takes time to get authorized to run any ads which are quote-unquote political in nature. And the publisher didn't have this authorization in place yet. Oh, okay. And we do this for Democrats too? And how are I'm just curious. I'd love to send us all the information, me, on this. Not the technical information, just all the information. I'm sure when they wrote that horrific book against Rush Limbaugh, I'm sure they had to go through all the hoops, you know, to get that thing published. Oh, yeah. I wasn't born yesterday. Facebook is a left-wing operation run by a, left, run by a left-wing punk who spent over $400 million in the last election cycle to get Democrats elected. And he did it in a very, very sleazy, undercover way. They have no safe quarter with me. None. None. I just want to inform the nation. I want to inform conservatives. I want to inform people what they're up against. We have no problem with these others. None. But now, ads that are political in nature. Now, here's a little secret you need to know. Then I really want to move on. Here's a little secret you need to know. When I came up with the title of this book, The Democrat Party Hates America, 
I did it for a reason, two reasons mostly. One, why pussyfoot around? I am positing the argument that this is an evil party that seeks to destroy this country. And now they seek to put Donald Trump in prison for the rest of his life. They seek to destroy our electoral system. They seek to destroy the nature of the citizenry with open borders, destroy our economic system, destroy the Supreme Court. That's right. Destroy our voting system. Blow out the pro-life movement. Crush parents who dare to speak up against their teachers' unions. And on and on and on. Their fingerprints, their DNA are on everything that's problematic with this country. You know that already. But you don't know they've always been this way. And you may know some history about this party, but there's a lot more history about it you need to know. This is a totalitarian party, and it's pushing a generally Marxist ideology, an Americanized system. Language control. I mean, who the hell ever heard of you can't call a woman a woman? Or a guy can, can change in a woman's gym by, by saying they're transitioning. What kind of bull crap is this? This is what happens in totalitarian regimes. You're living through one right now. It's happening right now. The revolution's taking place. I'm right. Victor Davis Hanson is right. Newt Gingrich is right. And so are so many others. This is the way it works. And I'll keep fighting it. And I'll keep fighting it. When they tried to put Goya out of business... Because the CEO of Goya's family started this magnificent company. Immigrants to the United States. I believe from Mexico. Nicest guy in the world. I met him. We helped lead the effort to purchase as many of their products as possible. Because they got the, you know, they got the look. It was time to take them out. Mike Lindell. Whatever you think of his politics, I don't, it doesn't matter. Trying to destroy him and destroy his business. He can't even find sponsors to advertise his products. I said, we'll do it. Come here. We'll do it. And we do. I look for opportunities to defend liberty. I look for opportunities to defend people who defend liberty. That's what I do. They can all come after me. It won't make a dime's worth of difference. Period. But I'm not going to roll over and play dead. They're used to Republicans doing exactly that. They're used to the Republicans in Washington, D.C. and New York. They're used to the Mitch McConnells and the Rhinos. That's not what my parents raised. No way. No way. I don't need to hear the gobbledygook from Facebook. You want Facebook? Have Facebook. You want Instagram? Have Instagram. Have at it. I want nothing to do with either. And I don't need some phone call they want to have with me and Mr. Producer to explain things to us. I know full well what the hell's going on. It's up to them. I don't care. But this friend, again, who you would know said, you got to say something. So I've said it. Now let's move on and try and save the country. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios, and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What's going on in Hawaii is a, a, a just a human disaster. Terrific. And Joe Biden hasn't even talked about it. Can you imagine if we're Donald Trump? Remember George W. Bush? You know, he, he was the John Tyler of our time, Mr. Producer. But remember all the heat he took for... New Orleans and so forth. Joe Biden's going on vacation again. He just took a 10-dayer. He took a three-day week in this past week, and he's going on another vacation. Maui's burning. Maui is, fant- well, maybe not anymore. It was beautiful. And what does Joe Biden have to say about it? Is he going to go there? Cut 16, go. Is it possible for the president to visit without interfering with the rescue effort? FEMA administrator. On making sure that we are doing everything we can to account for everybody that has been unaccounted for. And the president has given me the space to make sure I'm bringing in all of the appropriate federal personnel and resources to do that. And so we will continue to do that right now. We want to make sure that they have, you know, all of the resources and the space that they need and not disrupt operations uh, right now. No, no visit by the president is on schedule at this moment. We just want to make sure that we are working to help this community identify everybody that's missing. Right, this is such BS, it's hard to stomach. People are in need. They want to see the president. And they're not going to see the president because these people pretend to talk for the president. More on that when I return. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. This is the nation's town hall meeting. 
and you can join in at 877-381-3811. As I posted, either the presidency is the easiest job on the face of the earth, where Biden can take 40% of the time off. In the last several days, 10 days off for vacation, a three-day weekend immediately after that, and another vacation planned. Or this country's being run by a cabal of radical Bernie Sanders, Barack Obama leftists in the different agencies and departments and in the White House. And I think that's what's going on. There's this kind of Politburo where these things are being done, where they meet with the White House and they make decisions like, like this this Dean Criswell, the FEMA administrator, she's being given the space by the president. He's, he's affirmatively giving her space to do her job. Now that line came from somebody. Giving her space to do her job? What about Palestine, Ohio? Joe Biden... Despite the fact that that train wreck happened a bit ago, those people are still in need. He's never gone there. The southern border, which is a human disaster. I mean, it's horrific what's going on there. Joe Biden went, I believe it was El Paso, but he went to a Potemkin city. It was all cleaned out and all the rest. And he didn't, he didn't get to talk to the migrants. He didn't get to talk to the people on the, on the front lines. So that was his visit. Now we have this absolutely horrendous fire on the island of Maui, which is so beautiful, or at least was. And you had that, you had a fire going, people are still wondering what it was, may have been a down power line, and these massive winds that come through the Hawaiian Islands and also other parts of the world, you know, the Caribbean and so forth from time to time. But certainly out in the Pacific. And the state is run completely by Democrats. Democrat majorities, super majorities, really. At the local level, Democrats control the legislature, Democrat governor, two Democrat senators. And there are questions being raised about how the state responded with the utility companies and on and on and on. So they have their answer, Mr. Producer. They have their answer, America. Here it is. Cut 7, CNN, yesterday, Jake Tapper and Maisie Hirano. Go. Given what you're seeing on the ground, do you want President Biden to actually declare a climate emergency? I think that we... All right, listen to that question. This is why America is filled with propagandists and not reporters. The people need help. Biden won't go. In Washington, D.C. on CNN, they're talking about a climate emergency, which would do what exactly? A climate emergency to do what? The insanity of this ideology can't be overstated. Climate emergency. That means nothing will ever get done that can be done. What caused this? How can it be addressed? Is there any way to prevent it in the future? Sometimes there's not. Like if you build a home near a volcano. Is that a climate emergency? Just saying. 
But you have these, these deadly fires on Maui, and it's climate emergency. And this, this is the media. This, this are the press. And this is the propaganda. This is the ideology. So nobody's responsible except everybody. Everybody's responsible because of man-made climate change. So what does that mean? You need to be poor. You need to be less free. You need to be taxed more. You need to be regulated more. That's all. Everything's fine. Go ahead. You need to acknowledge that climate change is upon us. There are whole states, by the way, Jake, where you can't even use the words climate change because they still have a... So people are dying in Hawaii, and this is what one of their senators has to say. You know, in other states, she's attacking DeSantis, obviously. In other states, you can't even use the words climate change. Of course you can Unless it's Facebook, maybe you can't. But of course you can use the words climate change. That's not the point. But this is the Washington-centric monopoly state party ideology. It's like when we have mass shootings. It's the Republicans' fault because, damn it, we propose gun control. And when you go through their proposals, they're unenforceable, they're unconstitutional, and they're utterly meaningless. Just like this. So rather than have a rational, substantive discussion about what has taken place in Hawaii, what might be able to be done to, to address it, and how do we help the people of Hawaii, this is what you get from CNN and Jake Tapper. Because they don't care about the people in Hawaii. Even Hirono doesn't care about the people in Hawaii. She's now a creature of Washington, D.C. It's Washington speak. And more than anything else... It's the power of the Democrat Party. What's the Democrat Party line? Whenever there's a fire, whenever there's an earthquake, a hurricane, there's tornadoes, it's climate change. Go ahead. Attitude, but for example, the Inflation Reduction Act provided some $300 billion. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I'm sure I'm there in Hawaii watching this. And don't worry, they'll vote Democrat no matter what. No matter what, it's a religion. Go into the voting booth and Democrat, Demo- Democrat. Republicans are white racists. They hate us. Now here's the governor of Hawaii, Josh Green. He's on MSNBC yesterday. First of all, what are these people doing on TV talking about climate change? Don't they have their hands full? I mean, they made room for them. Biden didn't show up. They got all the room they need to act. Cut 18, go. What was happening was this. It was a fire hurricane. And I want to warn the entire planet about this, all of America and all of the world. We were experiencing very, uh, very dry conditions, drought conditions because of global warming, which is obviously very real for us here and everywhere. Good God. So if it rains too much and there's flooding, that's climate change. Torrential downfall. It's just, these are politicians. This is what they do. They lie through their teeth. This governor wants no responsibility whatsoever. This senator will exploit her own people and her own state to advance the power of their ideology and their party. They can't come to grips with reality, and they won't come to grips with reality. I mean, that's the fact. 
And Joe Biden turns his back and off he goes. And he does it in a self-righteous way. I don't want to interfere. So I'm not going. I don't want to interfere. Let me ask you something. Is that what presidents in the past have said? I don't want to interfere, so I'm not going. I can understand it, maybe for a 24, 48, even a 72-hour period. But then you get on that damn plane and you go. No, no, I don't want to interfere. I'm going on another vacation. I need to give space to everybody so they can act. This is how they cover up for a stage 5 dementia patient. This is how they do it. And I guarantee you Biden and Jill are getting doctor's advice that Biden needs as much rest as possible. The more vacations, the better. But it's even worse than that. What do you make of a Democrat party and a media? What do you make of a ruling class that knows what I know, that knows what you know, that sees what you see, that sees what I see, that hears what you hear and hears what I hear, and still seeks to install this man into a second term? where he'll be on six, stage six and worse dementia. And he'll be humiliating the country even more and provoking our enemies to attack in one form or another even more. What do you make of that? I know what I make of it. Let me read something to you. If you work for Facebook, you may want to cover your ears. Dr. Juiced A.M. Merlu, this is Chapter 4, Language Control and Thought Control, probably unknown to most Americans, but well-known in psychiatric circles, was a practicing psychiatrist for over 40 years. And uh, he did staff psychiatric work in Holland. He worked as a general practitioner until 1942 under Nazi occupation. That's when he changed his name to Juiced. To full the occupying forces, he fled to England in 1942, barely eluding the Nazis. He was chief of the psychological department of the Dutch Army in exile in England, and he specialized in the area of thought control techniques used by totalitarian regimes. And he wrote extensively. In his book Delusion and Mass Delusion, he explains that totalitarian or dictatorial thinking is a remnant of archaic times. Objective verification of ideas is rejected since no reality beyond the dictatorial opinion exists. No reality beyond the dictatorial opinion exists, a.k.a. climate change. The deviant point of view is considered dangerous for the weak. Free thought is experienced as a thwarting hostile force. The critical word, the deviating attitude, the nonconformist of one man threatens the clan. The individual is only permitted to think with the tribe. Archaic thinking follows what we might call an imperialistic strategy. It lulls people to sleep. It resists their consciousness and critical confrontation. It suppresses all individual creativity. Totalitarianism thinking is identifying thinking. It takes account only of totalities and never of parts. Specific and particular forms have no value. Only the recurrent and expected is is accepted. Man remains one with his people, his land, his race. Human evolution, however, breaks the bond between man and his world and places him in opposition to it. And so I say, if we're to be honest with ourselves, this is where our culture is heading, or is already parked. For example, it's difficult to forget the exchange between Republican Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn 
and Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Can you define the word woman? Can I provide a definition? No, I can't. I'm not a biologist. So the first black woman ever nominated to serve on the Supreme Court and celebrated as such by Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, and the media, and who now serves on the court, refused to define the word woman, even though she obviously knew the answer. But what explains such nonsense? Jackson, Biden, and the same Democrats who refuse to use the word woman in certain contexts have no problem using the word when it comes to celebrating International Women's Day, Women's History Month, the Violence Against Women Act, any woman's right to choose, or of course, the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court. Moreover, not one Senate Democrat or prominent Democrat anywhere found Jackson's testimony embarrassing, troubling, or disqualifying. On the contrary, she was defended. Associate Professor Magda Stranskoska at McMaster University in Hamilton, Canada, explains in her essay, Language in Totalitarian Regimes, she says totalitarianism promotes persuasion by means of altering people's perceptions of reality. She also explains that Communist regimes use the means of propaganda and mass deception based on a fiction. In other words, language is weaponized to serve the purposes of a political party, movement, ideology, and or regime. In this, the Marxists are not alone. Truskinsa notes that in practice, only a few people can be persuaded that black is white. But many learn to say that they do see things in prescribed colors and to call them by prescribed names. For example, not long ago, Republican Senator Marco Rubio introduced an amendment to a bill, quote, that would have clarified for the purposes of maternal and infant-related program resources that only a woman can be pregnant, unquote. It was defeated by the Senate Democrats. Or take the word socialist. She explains that while the word socialist became suspect, social lingers on, became a fixed prefix to words such as Social justice, social institutions, social policy, social democracy, so forth. And if there were any instances of justice or democracy that were happening in a vacuum. Obviously, the authoritarian practice now widely exists in the United States. Is the English language, science, knowledge, experience in specific words are being redefined, banned, replaced, etc. To impose on the citizenry the beliefs, values, and thought processes of the Democrat Party and it's American Marxists. For example, academic freedom, debate, and the competition of ideas on college campuses, free speech and the exchange of information on Internet platforms, entertainment from comedy and plays to television and movies, biological and scientific knowledge about men, women, gender, and sex, public school teacher seminars and training, classroom texts and learning, bureaucratic edicts and regulations, Corporate, environmental, social, and governance programs. Workplace, diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. Wokeness generally, and more, are all used to control the public and serve the ideological, political, and economic purposes of the Democrat Party. This is a very, very, very important chapter in this book. Chapter 4, Language Control and Thought Control in the, in the Democrat Party Hates America. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios, and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Now, obviously, climate change is irresponsible for what's going on in Hawaii. It's just, it's just so, it's so, for the people of Hawaii, it's so sad. It really is. This is the Democrat Party response. They spend money like drunken Marxists, and what good does it do? What good does it do? And by the way, where is Hawaii's favorite son, Barack Milhouse Benito Obama and his bride, Michelle Obama? Where are they? Have you heard anything about them, Mr. Producer? There's nothing prominent out there, is there? Whenever they tweet, you know, the whole world stops and listens and reads. What for? I don't know. But isn't this shocking to anybody? The response by Biden and the response by Obama, Obama's response. Trust me, that I've said that, look, he put out a statement. Oh, my God. And he donated $12 to this and did that and did this. Where are they? Doesn't Obama care about the people of Hawaii? Biden obviously doesn't. No, he gave us space. The only space he gave them was between his ears. I shall return. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, About five weeks till the book comes out, The Democrat Party Hates America. Certain pre-publication copies have been sent out to certain individuals. I want to thank my friend uh, Leo Terrell, very unsolicited, very kind of him to post what he posted. But there'll be a lot of uh, thinking and commenting on this now, I believe. You get a lot of people who say, I don't understand. How do we as a country allow our border to be up? I don't understand. How do we allow these people to loot? How do we this? We don't do any of this. We're not allowing anything. 
And until people understand, until they understand, until the Republican Party comes to grips, until the Republican leadership in the Senate comes to grips, with what, Mark? With the fact that the Democrat Party is essentially mimicking autocratic parties all over the world, particularly in Marxist countries. They're never going to understand what's taking place. Ever. This language control, you're going to learn in the book, there's, there's these, there are these professors that have been pushing this for years in this country and elsewhere, that the English language, that words in the English language, that phrases in the English language, are imperialistic, colonialistic. They're Marxist professors, and they're teaching this. They're Marxist professors out there. Why do you think they have these guests, these professors on MSNBC and CNN and elsewhere, writing op-eds and the slimes and the, and the compost? Who say you must destroy the English language in order to destroy the white dominant culture? I, I'm not making it up. You're going to learn all about it. The footnotes will be there. Look it up. Read this, this so-called scholarship all by yourself. This is what's taking place. It's like the word equity. It's not an accident. It's not a coincidence. The word equity means what? What does it mean? They all started from a different base. Therefore, even if you have equality, you can never achieve equity. Until what? Until you destroy the country. And of course, then you have violent totalitarianism. This is what we're in the middle of. Now, those of you who listen to this program or watch my shows, you get it. But there's 330 million people in this country. And because I study history and philosophy and all the rest of it, I know what I see. I know what I I feel. I know what I smell. And it is this revolution that's consuming us. This is why there's almost no pushback in the media with these constant indictments of Donald Trump. And I'll get to Georgia probably in the next hour. It's like big deal. It is a huge deal. The statutes they're using. In the cities they're bringing these cases. Why even bother having a trial? Why even go through the motions? Because that's all we're doing. Which brings me to the liars and the reprobates and the sleazeballs. And they always find new ones on MSNBC as well as CNN. There's a, gave it by the name, there's a man by the name of Dave Arenberg. He's a former state senator in Florida. He's a state attorney for Palm Beach County. And they bring him on to the Morning Joe show because the Morning Schmo lives in Palm Beach County, Jupiter. And they probably kiss each other's ass, so to speak. So he brings this nobody onto his nothing channel. If I didn't play, you wouldn't know about it. But you need to know what's going on out there under the radar. And I want you to listen to this, because this is the war on the judge in Florida. Unlike the judge in Washington, D.C., where it's been discovered and remi- or reminded, I should say, of an AP story 
in which Judge Chutnik, who's handling the Trump case, proclaimed that January 6th and the 2020 Black Lives Matter riots have absolutely nothing in common. Where she was effectively defending the 2020 riots, which involved all the the assaults, the burglaries, the arson, death, murder, anti-Semitism, anti-Americanism. That's nothing compared to January 6th, she says. And that is the mindset of the phony judge who's overseeing the case of Donald Trump. Sickening. Absolutely sickening. Trump doesn't have a shot. Doesn't even have a chance. Anyway, one of the things I have argued, actually, is that according to the Department of Justice guidelines for prosecutors, it says they shall use grand juries in the district, I'm paraphrasing, where the events that are being investigated occurred, or certainly most of them. Well, the events involving the documents of Mar-a-Lago didn't occur in Washington, D.C. The vast majority of them occurred in Florida, South Florida. And yet the federal prosecutor, Smith, who worked for Eric Holder, and it's tight with James Comey, he did all the investigations, the witness testimony, all of it, in front of a Democrat Washington, D.C. grand jury, where he got his indictments, the vast majority of them. And then he says, you know what, we're going to move this down to the grand jury in Florida, which heard none of the testimony firsthand, none of it. And they were asked to rubber stamp what was done in Washington, D.C. And so he has this grand jury still functioning, does Smith, in Washington, D.C. And he throws a few more indictments out there. He gets it out of the grand jury in Washington, D.C. Then he shoots it to the grand jury down there. And the federal judge there, Cannon, is saying, wait, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. The rules of the Department of Justice and common sense and fairness tell us you're supposed to do stuff with the grand jury here in my district, not up there in Washington, D.C. How do you explain yourselves? For using that venue, not this venue, particularly given the Department of Justice, I would argue, says, thou shall. Well, I had my buddy Jim Trusty on, former Trump lawyer, one of the most fantastic litigators, I think. I don't know how he lost him, but he needs him. And we discussed this. Cut one, go. Talk about Judge Cannon for a second. I haven't talked to you since that very interesting order that came out a couple of days ago. She did a couple of things that seemed bizarre. So let's stop. So they talk in advance. Scarborough is now one of them and has been. Uh, he is a complete media whore, among other things. And brings in this Democrat state prosecutor. They've obviously discussed this before, but look at the smear on this judge. Scarborough being a misogynist, I guess, and all that. Her ruling, her comments seemed bizarre. What comment was bizarre? Now they bring in the state attorney for Palm Beach County, where Joe Scarborough lives. Go ahead. He did. She did something that Trump's lawyers didn't even ask for. Question the propriety of the grand jury that exists in D.C. and expose it to the public. You're allowed to have another grand jury. All right, let's let's hold on a second. The judge isn't required to wait for anything. 
It's obvious to anybody who spent any time in a federal courtroom or doing anything at the federal level that this is not only unusual, it is bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. It doesn't happen all the time. I would ask Dave Ehrenberg, if it happens all the time, give me the 20 times that it happened. Hey, jerk, give me the 20 times that it's happened. 20 times in the last year. 20 times in the last five years. Let's see it. They just say stuff. That's all that matters. I mean, after all, it's an MSNBC audience. And by the way, Comcast owns MSNBC, right, Mr. Producer? Why don't you focus on your damn business? How hard can it be? Cables in the ground, to the house, to the box, and don't slice them! Go ahead. He knows that in cases there are more than one grand jury. Often there are more than one grand jury. Why would she expose... Uh, hey, Joe, an- as somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, that would be you. There's often more than one grand jury. You have the grand jury in Washington doing the investigation and then handing over its indictments to a grand jury in Florida. Can you point one more case where that ever happened? At least in my lifetime, I don't remember any, but can you point to one? What is the justification for this? Joe doesn't ask, hey, Dave Iran, I know you're a BSer. I know you're a former state senator. I know you're a Democrat hack. I know you're a state attorney in Palm Beach County. Tough job, I guess. But Dave... Can you give me another example, Dave, being an expert on this subject at the federal level? Hey, Dave, can you can you point out another case in which something like this has happened where the entire investigation occurs in Washington, D.C., and then when after they indict, they just send it to another grand jury? Can you? Can you, Dave? How about you, Joe? Can you? Jackass. Go ahead. And jury. You know, it's interesting, Joe. Uh, Trump lawyer Trusty, Jim Trusty, was on a right-wing show. Right-wing show, you punk. I'm glad you watched. Nothing right-wing about my show. Is this guy, uh, is he wearing tight pants or something, Mr. Reducer? As he squeals? Since the movie Deliverance, maybe it is. You know, we got two actors here. We got Joe Scarbo, the banjo player. And we've got uh, Dave Aron, who apparently is Ned Beatty. Right-wing show. This is how they both talk. So let me tell you how this works. Scarborough says, can you come on? Sure, I, I need your help on this grand jury thing. Sure, I'm a state attorney here. I'll whore for you just like you do on your show all the time, Joe. And by the way, would you talk about this right-wing show? Mr. Producer, would you ask Dave or Ron, Mr. Tough Guy Prosecutor in Palm Beach, to come on the program? Go ahead said there's a problem with having this separate grand jury. This was the day before the ruling came out. And so it made some people think that, was that a message sent from Trump's team to the judge? Now, wow, gonna- uh, Trump's team. First of all, Justy doesn't talk to trust Trump's team. He's the former um, lawyer. I don't talk to trust lawyers. I don't even know who they are. So what is he talking about? Dave Aron. Excuse me. Aron Berger. Aron Berg. Dave Arenberg, whatever the hell his name is. So some people are saying there was a message sent. Who? Other than you goons on MSNBC? No, there was a message sent. It's really bizarre. You cannot believe these people, folks. They lie and lie. Hey, Dave Arenberg, I'm calling you a filthy liar. Why don't you come on this program and defend yourself, Mr. Tough Guy? 
you gutless, pathetic coward. Why don't you come on this program? My producer's going to be in touch with you, Dave. And then I want you to come on the show. Rather than have your head so far up Joe Scarborough's butt. Come here like a man. Can I say man? Come here like a whatever you are. Go ahead. Is anyone of impropriety, but it is peculiar that she decided to do that when no one asked for that to be briefed. A and judge she said, doesn't have to be asked about that. She's sitting there, a-hole, overseeing the case, and the judge, excuse me, and the prosecutor sending indictments down from Washington, D.C. to her district for a trial. Nobody's asking her. How could she possibly? That's how. God. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what company's looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, Take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. See, ladies and gentlemen, here's what Joe Scarborough and his puppet did not say. And here's what I said on that show, which they chose to edit out. Section 9-11-121, venue limitations. This is an official United States Department of Justice. Uh, This is... uh, the manual for prosecutors, the manual for prosecutors out of the Department of Justice. These guys are laughing. They act like they know what the hell they're doing. They don't know anything. So 9-11.121. It's a simple, for any simpleton like Scarborough. Let me read it to you again. Ready, Mr. Producer? Where America? One sentence. A case should not be presented to a grand jury in a district unless venue for the offense lies in that district, Mr. Bedouz. Could it be clear? Let me, for the slow listeners on MSLSD and the other propaganda machines, this is from the Department of Justice. This is Section 9-11-121, Federal Prosecutor's Manual on Grand Juries. A case should not be presented to a grand jury in a district unless venue for the offense lies in that district. Now, if you listen to this state prosecutor, oh, it happens all the time, and it's even worse, Andrew Weissman. 
who I'll get to in a moment. He says it happens all the time. I'm not aware that this happens all the time in violation of the Department of Justice's manual. If it happens all the time, then why is this section even in its manual? It's not a manual for me. It's not a manual for Jim Trusty. It's not a manual for you or Mr. Producer. It is a manual that a U.S. attorney is expected to comply with. That's why the judge asked about it. Not because of me, not because of Jim Trusty. We don't pull any strings. I wish I did. It's because she has indictments coming down to her as a judge in the Southern District of Florida coming out of Washington, D.C.'s grand jury. And she's saying to herself, because it's probably never happened to her, what the hell is this? And she refuses to be played as a fool. She doesn't want to be an idiot like Scarborough or this guy Aaron Berg or whatever the hell his name is. Make sure you invite him on, Mr. Producer. We don't have enough time to do the next segment, do we? Or can we at least start it? We've got one minute. So after the bottom of the hour, I want you to hear this guy, Weissman. He used to be Comey's general counsel. Destroyed one of the great companies in the country, resulting in tens of thousands of people losing their jobs. Who pushed hard for an indictment of Donald Trump in the Mueller investigation, even though the entire thing was a fraud concocted by the Democrat Party. Lawyers in the private sector and Hillary Clinton. And now he's a legal analyst on MSLSD commenting about his friend, his friend, Jack Smith, who he worked with in the Holder Department of Justice under Barack Obama. This is what it must have felt like, America, when these various revolutions were taking place and people were speaking out, trying to warn their fellow citizens what the hell was taking place in their country. That is precisely what's taking place right now. I'll be right back. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Liberty's Voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. You know, we put the phrase American Marxism on the map, and I want to strongly encourage those conservatives in the media or those who write editorials but don't attach their names to it, those who are columnists, those on TV, those on radio, there's another phrase you need to use and start to say. 
The Democrat Party hates America. You've got to learn how to use language and thought processes. Not in the way that they do, but in an honest way to counter what they do. The Democrat Party has gotten away with self-characterization for way too long. And this book rips the veneer off of them, tears it off of them. So I don't blame Facebook for being concerned and earlier targeting the rest, despite all their bureaucratic responses and so forth. And it's going to be interesting to see when the book actually comes out how high we might get on the bestseller list. That'll depend on you. But it'll be interesting to see if the retail stores put the book out front, Mr. Producer. Which is where at least good selling books wind up. Table out front on a shelf of bestsellers and so forth. It'll be interesting to see what clerks do with the book. It'll be interesting to see how many libs come into a bookstore and try and turn it around to the backside so you don't see the cover. That'll all be monitored. We'll see it all. And they will be praised for it because this is a hateful book, don't you know? Hateful book. All right, a little bit more of this because I have to counter it. If I don't, nobody else will. A little bit more of this. This is Andrew Weissman. But he's the whole setup by MSNBC by Alex Wagner. Alex Wagner and Andrew Weissman. Uh, they're trying to smear the judge in Florida who's doing her job. Whether you like the result or don't like the results, a whole other story. Unlike the judge in Washington, D.C., who is a outspoken, full-throated, radical, anti-Trump hack. Cut to go. If you were watching Fox News on Sunday night, you may have heard Donald Trump's former attorney, a man named Jim Trustee. You may have heard him offer up a novel theory about the classified documents case against the former they president. Are so, let me tell you what's going on. They are so afraid of this issue that they're trashing this judge who is asking a very rational question. She's the judge overseeing this case, the documents case. But the grand jury's a thousand miles away. Actually, twelve hundred miles away. <clears throat> She's in South Florida. They're up in Washington, D.C. She's the judge in charge of the case because of the what? Jurisdiction and venue. Well, then why are they still operating the grand jury in Washington, D.C.? Nothing happened in Washington, D.C. That's her point. Why are you sending me more indictments down here? Rather than using a grand jury down here, why are you using a grand jury up there? And the Department of Justice says, you're not supposed to do this. So now the judge is controversial. You see how it works? Because Alex Wagner is a propagandist. She gets paid by MSNBC. She can't get a real job anywhere else. She has no ratings, much like Scarborough. The question isn't why the judge is doing this. The question is, why is the special counsel violating Department of Justice manual for grand juries violating the rules? Why do you need a grand jury? What is the justification for a grand jury in Washington, D.C. doing what it's doing as opposed to the grand jury in Florida? We all know. And the judge is on to it. And she deserves 
praise and from people who say there wasn't even a motion filed. You don't need a motion. I mean, you can. I encouraged it. You don't have to have a motion. The judge sees what's taking place. It's just like this Judge Chutnik in Washington. She's issuing a a fairly broad protective order, despite how the media are reporting it, against Trump and his lawyers. At the very same time, Jack Smith and his lawyers are leaking like sieves to Maggie Haberman and the New York Times and the Washington Post. Maggie, you can come on this show and deny what I'm saying. You are the best propagandist the government has. You proud of yourself? You proud of being a a fraud? You proud of it? Yeah, you probably are, actually. Anyway, go ahead. There's a lot of shenanigans in terms of grand jury usage. You know, you don't do a grand jury investigation for a year only to move it to another district unless there's more to the story. There'll be litigation, I assume, that relates to these issues of how the grand jury was used or, or abused. Uh, but it's certainly, a, a, again, new territory when DOJ shifts an investigation at the last minute to an entirely different venue. Okay, so that's Mr. Trusty floating the idea that the special counsel's use of a D.C.-based grand jury the one that has heard this case for months, that that is somehow suspicious. Hold on a second. See what a dithering buffoon she is? Somehow suspicious. She didn't even do her work. She has millions of dollars worth of researchers, producers, directors, Nimrod. She's surrounded by Nimrods who are overpaid. How come they couldn't find the same language I did? That is, you're not supposed to do what he's doing. It's not floating anything. Not floating anything. And Mr. Trusty, by the way, is a former federal prosecutor, too, including having worked at the Department of Justice. He's never seen this before. As a chief of staff to Attorney General Meese, I've never seen this before. Perhaps it happens in complex civil litigation cases when you have corporations with multiple offices all over the country. Okay, got it. But here there's absolutely no connection to Washington, D.C. Where did they send the SWAT team? Where were the documents? And I can go on. Go ahead. There's abused the use of this grand jury and that that abuse should be litigated before a judge. Now, enter Aileen Cannon, the U.S. District Judge overseeing that classified documents case down in Florida. The day after Mr. Trustee laid out that argument on Fox News. Now, you notice they make the same argument from show to show. This is how totalitarian propaganda works. You know what else happened that day, Mr. Producer? There was a full moon. And every damn time there's a full moon, Mr. Trustee comes on that right winger show and says things. It's unbelievable. The day after there was a full moon. See, the judge is a straight arrow. She has a fantastic background and resume. And she was appointed by Trump, who probably never heard of her before. Like most of the district court judges. But she needs to be abused and attacked. It's what they do to Clarence Thomas. This is what they do to anybody. Sam Alito. Doesn't matter how smart you are. How gifted you are, how 
eloquent you are in your opinions, no matter how solid the opinions are, you can have these these morons like the Democrat judges and others in the District of Columbia, one after another, Obama, Biden appointees, some of the Trump appointees too, by the way. But you have this stellar judge, and I had to reacquaint myself with who she was and her past rulings and so forth. I've said that. And now she's part of a conspiracy. You see, the only way this dithering buffoon judge could figure this out was to listen to my show, which she doesn't mention. Have you noticed that, Mr. Bittes? She couldn't even say right-winger. Come on, Alex, if that is your name. You understand that is a, a by name. You understand that, Mr. Producer? Alex can cut either way. Go ahead. And issued this ruling with no prompting from Trump's defense team. She you just- don't have to have prompting from Trump's defense team. She's the judge in the case. She's sitting there receiving indictments from Washington, D.C., And she's saying, why am I getting indictments from Washington, D.C.? Why aren't you down here in the grand jury here in South Florida? Washington, D.C. doesn't get to issue all these indictments for the rest of the country. The question, Alex Wagner, you hack, is this. Why is the Washington, D.C. grand jury issuing these indictments? For matters that did not occur in Washington, D.C. What, pray tell, is your answer? Now, this little snipe. This guy, Andrew Weissman, probably had his ass kicked all over the recess uh, outside kickball. You're welcome to come on the show, too, little punk. I'll take you all on. Go ahead. On her own. Judge Cannon pointed to the prosecutor's use of an out-of-district grand jury the one in Washington, D.C., to continue to investigate and or seek post-indictment hearings. And she deemed the use of that grand jury suspicious. Judge Cannon questioned the legal propriety of that move, and she ordered special counsel prosecutors to explain themselves by August 22nd so the issue may be litigated. Let me, let me educate you, Dimwit. Once again, the United States Department of Justice official manual for federal prosecutors. Got it? Got it, Dimwit? Venue limitations. That's the title. Venue limitations. A case should not be presented to a grand jury in a district unless venue for the offense lies in that district. They didn't read this to their audience on MSNBC. It doesn't matter what show you listen to. It doesn't matter what media whore you listen to, Joe Scarborough or the others. It doesn't matter what, what hack prosecutor you listen to. How come they didn't put this on graphics? Maybe I'll have to do this Sunday, Mr. Producer. How come they didn't put this out there? A case should not be presented to a grand jury in a district unless venue for the offense lies in the district. The title of that one-sentence section of the official Department of Justice prosecutorial guidelines, excuse me, manual, venue limitations. Go ahead. Now, either there is a really unusual psychic connection between the Mar-a-Lago judge and one of Trump's former lawyers, oh or Andrew, let me just first start, because you're the person that put together this, this appearance on Fox News where Jim Trusty. Oh, Andrew, it, Andrew Weissman put it together. Put a little puke. 
What a little putz. You want to invite him on? Do you know how to contact him, Mr. Producer? Let's, go, let, let's ask him. Say, Mark Levin thinks you're a putz. Why don't you come on his show and explain that you're not? Go ahead. D.C. grand jury, Florida grand jury. These two things can't mix. And it is then amazing judge- how sanctimonious stupid people can be. Go ahead. Seriously coming out with the sort of mirror of that argument in one of her rulings. What's going on here? So <gasps> first, yes. regardless of how she got there, um, the fact of what she did is, to say the least, unusual. Um, she did it, as you noted, on her own. And it showed a fundamental misunderstanding of basic 101 criminal law. Yeah. As you to understand how great- this is this is this is how they do it. This is how they do it. This is sickening. Go ahead. Which is they can continue investigating um, ongoing crime of either an, an existing defendant or. Yeah, may I de- ask you a question, Andrew? May I call you Andrew? Who is he? Mr. Rogers? May I ask you a question, Andrew? Why did they start the investigation in Washington there? You used the word continue, I noticed. Why did they start the investigation in Washington, Andrew? It started with the U.S. Attorney in Washington before the Special Counsel, Andrew. And there's no basis for continuing it when it never should have been there, Andrew. You, you understand what I'm saying, Andrew? You jackass. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what company's looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. I just want you to know what a crap network MSNBC is and how they all stand in line with the same propaganda. Not one of those shows put up a graphic of what the Department of Justice official manual for grand juries is with prosecutors. Not one of them. Not one of them questioned their so-called experts about why this grand jury in the first place was impaneled to investigate things that were occurring in Florida. Or once that it realized it was, why it continued. We know why. We know what the answer is. They don't want to get into that. They want Trump tried in Washington, D.C. for everything. And we know why. I want to talk about Georgia next hour. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this special counsel that was appointed for... uh, You know, Hunter Biden, you've heard all the arguments, but I'm going to spend some time on what's going on in Georgia, because Georgia's on my mind. I'll be right back. 
In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. You're in the right place. Um, Andrew Weisberg got back to Mr. Producer in an email just said, sorry, I can't, meaning come on the show. No, yes, you can, little fella. You can come on the program. Come on now, you're a very tough guy. Now, we're getting word that it's possible, if not likely, that Donald Trump will be indicted tonight. In Fulton County, Georgia. Have you ever heard anything like this in your life? Tonight. Earlier today, you may have heard, they broomed it as fast as they could. Uh, it was posted with a uh, with an assigned case number, the assigned judge, the clerk, the Fulton County Courthouse, 39 charges against Trump. And the grand jury hadn't even voted yet. And the grand jury had not even voted yet. Because this tells you the fix is in. Doesn't matter what the grand jury does. They're Democrats. And it only takes a majority of the grand jury to vote. For a charge. They all know this. 39 charges. 39 charges. So that means in New York... In Atlanta, in Washington, in Washington, that Donald Trump will be facing 117 charges. And the big daddy they want to use in Georgia is, as I've spoken before, is RICO. Now you might say, but Mark, that's a federal law. Yeah, but states have, in some cases, many cases, their own RICO statutes. And the RICO statute in Georgia is much more encompassing than the federal RICO statute. So RICO statutes are used against mobsters, drug kingpins, um, that sort of gang members, gangsters. But she knows what she's doing. Well, she'll have a, uh, a jury, not of 
our peers, but of her peers, Democrats. 39 charges. Now, she will undoubtedly bring charges that are purely state charges. Because everybody's saying a president cannot pardon himself should Trump get elected from state charges. From state charges. Because he's the president of the United States. He's not a governor. Even worse, in the case of Georgia, the governor doesn't do the pardoning. They have a committee or a commission that makes recommendations. And you have to get through that. So the Democrats are hoping if Alan Bragg doesn't doesn't hit one out of the park, given the nature of that jury and the judge. And if Jack Smith doesn't hit one out of the park with the the radical anti-Trumper Obama Democrat judge handling the Ku Klux Klan charge and the Enron charge and the financial obstruction charge. And they're hoping that they can smear the judge enough in Florida that she will rubber stamp what Jack Smith has done in the Democrat D.C. grand jury in Washington, D.C. If that doesn't get done, if Trump gets through all those hurdles, which is unlikely, unless his lawyers get their ass in gear and start filing motions, then they can always count on Atlanta. Atlanta came in last. That's their grand slam hitter. That's their number four batter. Because these are all state charges. They have this very general RICO statute, which quite frankly is very easy to convict people on. And they have that going on. 39 charges. Oh, you're going to hear all kinds of scary stuff. Fake electors. There are no fake electors. Conspiracy to obstruct. Yeah, right. We've heard that about a thousand times. What they're saying here to not just Trump and what others don't understand is they're saying it to Republicans. You may not challenge elections. Democrats can challenge whatever they want. You cannot. And so, again, I write about this in the book, The Democrat Party Hates America. This is how they monopolize politics and become the party of the government. That is the state party. This is a knockout blow, certainly an attempted knockout blow, against Trump, the Republican Party, and their lawyers. That's what's happening here. The Monopoly Party. That's why you have people like Joe Scarborough and his sidekick, his wife, Mika. That's why you have these phony prosecutors coming on TV doing what they're doing. This is their shot. That's the way they see it. This is their chance. And it is. And it is. And this is the effort. Now, as for a president pardoning himself at the federal level, I don't think there's any doubt he can. What about the state level? A president has never been in this position before any more than he's been in a position to deal with federal indictments. 
And one of the reasons these, the judge in the, in the case of Manhattan, you watch the January 6th judge, they want to rush these trials so they can get Trump on something. Then you have more litigation on the 14th Amendment we talked about, Section 3, where Democrats and two moronic, phony conservative professors, the Federalist Society, are saying he doesn't even have to be convicted. He can just be charged. So he's already unqualified, you see, to be president of the United States. This is why I can't stand these fraudulent professors. None of them will debate me. None of them. I mean, I'm just a regular schmo. I went to Temple University Law School. It's not an Ivy League school. It's all we could afford, but that's where I went. I didn't clerk at the Supreme Court. I still have my wits. I'm ready to duke it out with any of them. All of them. But unfortunately, uh, it's not going to happen. Um, there's a piece of here. So that is what's going on in Georgia, waiting a possible indictment tonight. Now, why would they indict tonight? Because they can do whatever they want. Although, blame it on MAGA and violence. Was there violence in Washington when indictments came down? No. Was there violence in New York? No. So what are they talking about? Nothing. 117 charges. I want you to understand what this means. This means, technically, if Donald Trump were convicted of everything and got the full sentences, he'd be doing a thousand years in prison, Mr. Producer. First, in federal prison, then they'd have to move him to state prison in New York, then they'd have to move him to state prison in Georgia. Over the course of a thousand years, of course. When you talk about a thousand years, ten years doesn't sound that long, does it? No. But when you're 78 years old, it sure as hell does. Can you imagine being Donald Trump? You ran for president. Then you ran again. Then you're challenging the election. Historically, you're challenging it like other very controversial elections. And they got you out there for obstruction. And they got you out there for fraud. And they got you out there for a Klan statute. They got you out there for the Espionage Act. They got you out there for RICO statute, a mob act. They got you out there for whatever works. Maybe mailing a, a letter without enough Stamps on it. Looking, looking, looking for anything and everything. The Democrat Party thinks it's going to help itself with this. Do you? Do you? And the media are now telling us that you're getting bored with all this. You really don't want to think about it anymore. You want to move on. That's what they want. They want to dumb down these, these indictments to something that's routine. Oh, it's Trump. More indictments. Big deal. It's a big deal. Because they are plotting to put him in prison. Now, what about it? Can a president pardon himself against state charges? I can make a hell of a strong case that he can. First, we start with the supremacy clause. You notice nobody mentions this stuff. Why? Because they're idiots. That's why. Well, what does that mean, Mark? If it's the official position of the United States government that you cannot indict a sitting president because doing so would cripple the executive branch, surely that follows when it comes to an elected DA in Atlanta, excuse me, Fulton County, or an elected DA in Manhattan. How can an elected DA in, in Manhattan or an elected DA in Fulton County 
pull off what a federal prosecutor cannot. They can't. They can't. Can you imagine the future of the country? You get these radical Soros prosecutors in Democrat cities. The Republican will never have a chance. So we'll see what happens. Nothing yet. Maybe something before I go off the air. Maybe not. And then I read this today in Politico. Politico is Mitch McConnell's favorite online publication. This is where he and his his cohorts leak the most to Jonathan Martin. Another phony. What's Mitch McConnell have to do with all this? Here's the title. Mitch McConnell in winter. Inside the GOP leaders attempt to thwart Trump. Now he just told the Republicans in the House not to impeach Biden. Who is corrupt. Who is a Manchurian president. Just as I think McConnell is a Manchurian senator. Helsinki. Mitch McConnell has made it his practice to dodge questions about Donald Trump. Whether it be Trump's bid to reclaim office, the mounting indictments leveled against the former president, or even Trump's racist mockery of McConnell's wife. And the Senate Republican leader avoids engaging a man he disdains. Of course, he gave his wife a job. And of all places, transportation, because his family makes millions off of transportation. Freight. Freighters. He's got special deals with the communist Chinese government. They do. Which is why it was so striking last month to sit in McConnell's Capitol office and have him repeatedly steer our conversation toward Trump. I was there to discuss his forceful and out of vogue campaign to keep Republicans defending Ukraine and more broadly on the Reaganite path of projecting strength abroad. And at every turn, McConnell made plain it was his way of battling what Trump has done to the party. The grand jury is now voting on whether to indict Trump. Now, you know they will. They already put the indictments out. Did McConnell feel compelled to fill the national security vacuum left in the GOP by the death of former Senator John McCain? I wasn't thinking of it that way, he said. I was thinking of it in terms of the reservations the previous president seemed to have and has expressed in his current campaign. Does he mean Obama, who wouldn't give Ukraine weapons? From the Senate floor and Washington fundraisers to award banquets and congressional delegation trips overseas, Addison Mitchell McConnell is on what could be his final political mission, and the results may illuminate what has become of his party. And it goes on that if you don't agree with McConnell, you don't agree with Peggy Noonan on the Wall Street Journal, you don't agree with Paul Ryan, you don't agree with these people, then, of course, and uh, Donna Brazil, of course, is out there today saying uh, the Republican Party is, is all but dead. That's the news now. The Republican Party is dead, and yet it's the only vessel we have, as impotent and facile as it may be, to help us defend ourselves against the Marxist Party. So the war on the Republican Party is both from within and without. It is a weak party. But they want to destroy it. Mitch McConnell is too stupid to understand this. Only thing Mitch McConnell understands is his own power and his own wealth. That's all he understands. He has spent his entire life 
acquiring both. That's what he's done his entire life. So to sit down with Politico and do this when Trump's being indicted time and time and time again, when, let's face it, the Republican base is supporting him. It's appalling. I'll have more when I return. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. The most effective way of making everybody serve the single system of ends towards which the social plan is directed is to make everybody believe in those ends, like climate change. Though the beliefs must be chosen for the people and imposed upon them, they must become their beliefs, a generally accepted creed, which makes the individuals as far as possible act spontaneously in the way the planner wanted, the great Frederick Hayek. It's happening with these indictments. It's happening with climate change. It's happening with everything. It is through our language that we think about ourselves, our relationships to others, the social order surrounding us. Words do not merely delineate objects, individuals, events, or actions. Words also create mental imageries, emotions, attitudes, and beliefs They color how people see themselves and the world around them. The totalitarianization of words and ideas that can be seen at work in the language of the progressive and radical left in America today. Writes Richard Ebling, professor of ethics and free enterprise at the Citadel. Language is the most important and the most powerful weapon in the hands of a state that has decided to transform human beings, writes Mikhail Heller, an author and scholar who was raised in the Soviet Union. The creation of new language serves two aims. To obtain, as George Orwell put it, an instrument with which to express the philosophy and thoughts that are permitted. And secondly, to make all other sorts of thinking impossible. The new language is consequently at once a means of communication and an instrument of oppression. The word conceals reality creates an illustration, a surrealist impression, but at the same time, it preserves a link with reality and puts it into code, writes Mikhail Heller. The Soviet Union, Heller recounts, the Soviet language became the most important means of preventing people from acquiring more knowledge than the Communist Party and the state wished. Soviet speech lost its freedom. The official dictionaries were changed to reflect the Communist Party and state's meaning of words. That's happening in America. The same indoctrination tool is occurring in the United States, I write. And the Democrat Party is at the foreground of this movement. So when you hear about these indictments tonight, when you hear the commentary on it, understand what's being done. This is commonplace. Now it's righteous. 
And Trump brought it on himself. Almost no discussion about what's really taking place in this country, the destruction of America. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. It's so important that we're here together, America, in order to discuss this, not just in specific terms, but broader terms, what's taking place in your country, in our country. We're going through what is a phony justice system now. It's made to appear like a justice system. It's made to appear like it's fair. It's made to appear that at every level, the rules are being followed. That's why when you have a Judge Cannon who says the rules are not being followed, little weasels like Weissman, who has now said he will not come on the show, and other weasels like Chris Christie, who refuses to come on the show, all these tough guys, they duck me. They duck me. It's probably in their best interest to duck me, but it's not in the nation's best interest because I want to expose them. So what's going on now here in America is what happens in fascistic and Marxist regimes, autocratic regimes. You go through the motions. You have a judge, but look at these judges. You have a prosecutor, but look at the prosecutor. We have a grand jury system in this country that's supposed to protect a defendant or the would-be defendant, Now look at these grand juries. Look at them. We have a Bill of Rights. We have a right to attorney-client privilege and due process. Well, the judge says, well, Trump wrote it on himself and denies him his legal representation for all intents and purposes in the so-called documents case. Oh, yes, yes, it all looks really, really... Like it's by the book. We have a venue change. And that's attacked. Oh, it's done all the time. It's done never. No, no, no. You don't understand. It's done all the time. Then we have the media. Where you see media in these tyrannical regimes, these totalitarian regimes, that conduct themselves exactly like our media. They're not going to focus on civil liberties. They're not going to focus on the Fifth and Sixth Amendments. Well, that's the Bill of Rights. That doesn't apply here. They've been gunning for Donald Trump longer than anybody. They've led the way. In fact, they worked with the FBI and the Department of Justice and the Obama and Biden regime and the intel committees, excuse me, communities, to print what was fed to them about Trump and Russia collusion. And then they gave themselves a war, Pulitzer Prizes. Other awards. And they were proven liars. And they were proven propagandists for the state. That doesn't stop them. They're on a mission. This isn't a free country. You know that guy out west? We got this quick story. The FBI went in. He made threats against uh, Democrats. Threatened to, what did he do? Threatened to shoot them, assassinate them, Mr. This, things of that sort. I read a story, a real story, about one of his neighbors. One of his neighbors said he was about 5'8 and 300 pounds. He could barely walk. He used a walker. The FBI had been in that community, it appears. It's a small community, I guess. For some time, they tracked him and so forth. 
you get the story on the other side that he was a family man. He was nice to his neighbors and so forth. That doesn't mean he's not a nut. Don't get me wrong. But they had multiple opportunities to apprehend the man. Why did they wait? As the sun was rising. To use one of those door breaking devices. Break into his door. Crawl into his windows. Why did they do that? When they could have just, I assume, arrested him right on the street. Reminds me of the Ruby Ridge case. Nobody wanted to talk about that. Here's a guy that lived off the grid. He was accused of, and his wife, of abusing their children, which he never did. I wrote an entire piece on this. National Review at the time, under the editor, John O'Sullivan, asked me to write a piece on it. Cato Byrne asked me to write a piece on it. I said, well, I don't know anything about it. I'll look into it. It was appalling. They executed the mother. A sniper shot the mother as she was holding her infant baby. Just shot her in the doorway. And other things that took place that were outrageous. The news media never reported on this, but at some point, eventually, the facts came out. This guy, I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know if he got what he deserved. I don't know anything. I just know it's swept under the rug. The government has issued its statement, and that's it. There's no reporters out there from the New York Times, the Washington What? What did this guy exactly do? In other words, he said horrific things, but is there a reason why he had to break into his house in, in the early morning as opposed to just grabbing him on the street based on what neighbors are saying? You can barely do anything anyway. But I don't know this. I don't know if it's true or not what the neighbors are saying. But why would they be in a position to lie? Why would they want to lie? So we learn nothing about it. Nothing. Here's the state line, and that's it. Again, I'm not defending. I just don't know what the hell happened. And I watched this with Trump, and I watched these liars going on TV. As long as they're Democrats... They're all in line. They know what's going on. This is their chance to take out Trump. This is their chance to take out the Republican Party. They view this as their opportunity for an electoral landslide. I'm telling you the truth. In the House and the Senate and to take over the White House, they don't care if it's Biden. They don't care if it's a kumquat. Doesn't matter where they have all the power. And once and for all, they'll change the voting system. Once and for all, they'll change the country forever. And there won't be a damn thing you can do about it. That's what's at stake. That's what's going on. That's why they're not going to criticize Hunter Biden. They're literally going to defend him and turn it on you and the Republicans. That's why there will be no special counsel investigating Joe Biden who is crooked, who is corrupt, up to his eyeballs. They're going to protect him. They're going to protect Merrick Garland. They are going to try every trick they can to win this election. It won't matter. And they're making it clear now. In New York City, in Atlanta, Georgia, in Washington, D.C., and everywhere else, you damn Republicans, you dare to step outside and challenge elections 
we're going to put you in damn prison. That's what we're going to do. Because right now, you don't have the foggiest ideas what you can or cannot do. You don't know what the rules are. They're dragging out the 1871 Klan Act. They're dragging out the Enron statutes. They're dragging out financial obstruction statutes. In Atlanta, they're going to drag out RICO and God knows what else. Well, I'm at it. In Michigan, the attorney general is charging people there who signed on as electors, as a second set of electors. It's not a crime in America. So for the Democrat Party, free and fair elections. If you dare to question what's going on with unsigned ballots, undated ballots, voter harvesting, drop boxes, counting ballots a week after the elections, and on and on and on, destroying the sanctity of the voting system. And if you dare to raise any questions, whether you're right or wrong or in between, you're going to be punished. So keep your damn mouth shut. You're going to be punished by the corporatists who run the media. You're going to be punished by professional baseball, professional football, professional basketball. Keep your damn mouth shut. And don't you dare organize an opposition. The lawyers who are raising questions, they're being disbarred across the country. You aware of this? They're being sanctioned. They're going broke trying to defend themselves for representing their clients. By an organization, as Dershowitz pointed out last night, that is funded by the same dark money, wealthy billionaires and millionaires who fund Media Matters. It is a Democrat operation. So Trump can't hire the best lawyers. And there aren't any lawyers who want to get involved in this. Very few. The American Bar Association, the state bars, the local bars, they're all in on it. When you file an ethics complaint, it starts with them. Then the Supreme Court of the states. They have these ethics committees. That's what's going on, America. So in that old buffoonish fossil, who's made millions while he's been in office, who's had all kinds of power... Mitch McConnell has given interviews to Politico that his mission is Trump. He's a quizzling. He's a quizzling. Now they're waiting on the Trump indictment, Mr. Producer, like it's like it's a big ratings getter. Do you know what I mean? Breaking news. Guess what's coming? Breaking news. There's the judge. Judge McBurney says he's been told to stay another hour. This was at 7.15. It's now 8.45 Eastern Time. Told reporters he's been told to remain at the courthouse another hour while the grand jury continued to meet. He made the announcement at 7.15. That's an hour and a half ago. Fulton County Courthouse typically closes at 5. Building remained open Monday at the district attorney's office request. So why this? Because they can. Who's going to stop them? 
the leading Republican candidate for president, the former president of the United States. And by the way, nah, let me save some of these thoughts for later. I won't have time to discuss everything just because it's not, uh, it's not possible given the uh, time here. But it's truly unbelievable. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Those of us who understand what's happening to the country, well, we're in this together. And word of mouth is a crucially important weapon. It absolutely is. And so use your mouth. Explain to people what's taking place. I'm going to help you do this. Now and certainly in five weeks. All right. In repressive regimes, stick with me, because all this makes sense in a horrific way. In repressive regimes, repetition is also used to force the acceptance and even internalization of new words are words with newly created meanings, and language is used to identify and condemn enemies of the state. As I write here in The Democrat Party Hates America, as soon as we know about the Trump thing, I'll tell you. In other words, the public endures constant and unrelenting brainwashing and propaganda. Or as Hannah Arendt, one of the premier political philosophers in the 20th century, commented, a form of psychological warfare. She spent years studying and writing about totalitarianism, another one who barely escaped Hitler's Third Reich. She basically says that Marxist, fascist, autocrats generally explain away the horrendous and barbaric conditions they create. It still appeal or attempt to appeal to the masses. Now I'm seeing the jurors, the grand jurors, appear to be leaving. Uh, from the uh, courthouse. I only have a minute left with you. So I think we'll know something very, very shortly, but I will be off the air. We can do four or five hours on this program, but we don't have that kind of uh, real estate to do it. So it looks like the grand jurors are leaving. This took longer than it was supposed to take, which means maybe some of them had some questions. But in the end, remember, it only takes a majority of the grand jurors present. Nothing has to be unanimous, not even close. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, the freedom fighters all over the world in Taiwan and Ukraine, and most of all, you. Thanks for sticking with us here tonight and every day. See you tomorrow.